0: You're listening to the ASMR HQ podcast with Wanda and Paula. Welcome to podcast 39 and today we're going to be talking about cookbooks. I have quite an array of cookbooks so we thought we'd just chat about those for a change.
1: That's right, she's got a huge collection here, a big bookshelf full
0: everybody needs lots of cookbooks. I don't know why, because I don't use half of them. You don't use probably (laughs) any of them. (laughs) Um, One I do use a lot is the Edmunds book, which is an old New Zealand um, brand, and um, it's one that my mother and grandmother all had in their uh, collection. So I think Paula's got one of those yeah, as, well. Got one as
1: well now. because so, I thought it was that good. Yeah,
0: they're absolutely amazing. Have all the basics that people need mm. for cooking. Yeah, it's got
1: recipes from eighteen hundred, isn't it? Yes, yes, something like that, yeah. and onwards. But yeah, all those sort of scones and yeah, you um, know, things, pancakes, and and what other things have you made from there?
0: Uh, marshmallow shortcake, which mm-hmm. is my favourite, yeah. or one of my favourites. But it also uh, has. Main meals and how to make things from from scratch. You're making your own pea and ham soup, or brisket and and stews. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, a really handy book for someone starting out. But it's got so many good recipes in it that you're sort of thing you'll go and use for years.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's a good one to have in the house. My favourite is um, cooking Jewish. Yes. Um, I really like that book. I've found this book at a, at one of the bookstores here where I live, and um, you've bought it now too yes, haven't you? Yes. I wonder bought it on Amazon because it's so good. It's, um, Cooking Jewish, it's called 532 Great Recipes from the Rabin- Rabinowitz family. And I, um…
0: I think one of our favourite recipes in there is called Chicken Stupid. Chicken <laughs> Stupid. Yes. Yes. And, and um, the beauty of this book is it has lots of stories and anecdotes about her family and how different dishes in the book got their name so it's it's really entertaining to read as well as mm. just being a cookbook so but the flavors are amazing I'm
1: just trying to find chicken stupid chicken stupid
0: so she tells a little story of how it got its name
1: that's right and she says, many years ago, so this is um, recipes from her family have given her to put in the book. So this one is Chicken Stupid from Shirley Robbins. And she says, many years ago, I invited a new bride and groom to be to meet the family. When I served this dish, the groom said to his bride, was it, what is it? She said, chicken stupid. And it has remained that ever since. And in case you're wondering, yes, they're still married. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so But it's a very thick book, and it's jam-packed with recipes and really nice stuff. And not just Jewish recipes. I I mean, I don't know what's a Jewish recipe and what isn't, to be quite honest. (laughs) But, you know, there's Asian recipes in here, and just their take on it, I guess. And really, really good. Lovely, Mm.
0: lovely flavours. Yeah,
1: really. Everything we've had out of this has been good. Yes. So I go to it often. really like it.
0: And I've got a, another book here. It's by Desiree Wutowski, and it's called The Passionate Palette. And she also has little side sayings in the, in the columns. So one of them she has here is uh, an old-fashioned southern banana pudding. But next, to what she's got, life is not lost by dying. Life is lost minute by minute, day by dragging day, in all the thousand small uncaring ways. And then butter streusel coffee cake. I mean, these recipes are just beautiful. It says, My friend Alma would tell me, don't get out of bed until you can find something to be passionate about. If the only reason you get up is fear of losing your job, you're doing it backwards. Work to live. Live first. Do what you love and your passion will get you up. So it's, it's true. All, all these little things all the way through the book. And it's just... Um, as time goes on, be kind, patient, and gentle with yourself. The grieving process takes time. Spells of sadness will come and go. Remember, life is your adventure, and that was just an episode.
1: Yeah, there
0: is. There have lots of lovely recipes in here as well. I have a few um, books by um, top chefs, of course, such as Nigella and Jamie. I've got quite a few of Jamie Oliver's actually. I do like his recipes.
1: Mm, he's I Longwatch love Nigel I think was yes. awesome.
0: Oh, she's just amazing. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: I like Angela. We've got um, a couple here, because what we do is we go through and we go through the books and mark um, recipes that we want to try. So here's one here, chickpeas with rocket and sherry. I don't know if we, oh, he did make that I think once duck breasts with pomegranate and mint oh, we both love pomegranates yep. and they go well with um, with Indian dishes and of course her uh, instant chocolate mousse well, what can I say <laughs> chocolate anything yeah. is amazing but uh, no, she, she has fabulous recipes we love her stuff, yeah. love watching her show, she's just so she's
1: awesome. amazing
0: um, but, um, both her and Jamie, they make everything look really easy.
1: Mm. Jamie's good because he has lots of quick and easy things, but really nice. Sort of, you know, 15 minute meals. Yes.
0: We love his um, chicken with prosciutto. He
1: has his chicken
0: breasts, so we'll cover them in prosciutto and mm. beat them with a rolling pin, yeah. take out your frustrations. Mm-hmm. That's really, really nice. I've also got um, some of our MasterChef um, judges. I've got some of their books. So there's um, Gary Meehan and uh, George Kulambaras and, of course, Matt Preston. We like Matt Preston's books too mm. because they're he's quick and um, easy.
1: he's a food critic yes. on MasterChef. Like I Master mean, MasterChef Australia, there's two chefs that host it and a, and a food critic mm. and... So
0: Gary and George are the chefs, yeah. and they have their own restaurants.
1: Yeah. And Matt, Matt, Preston. At least I don't think he was ever a chef. I don't think so. But um, either way, he has some really good recipes and simple, yes. simple recipes that are really good. So I do like his stuff.
0: And um, George does um, has a number of Greek recipes, which are always tasty. And mm. and I like Gary's food as well. So.
1: We have a very big Greek population in Australia. Yes. Um, when I was a kid, I lived, used to live in Sydney. And I used to live in Newtown, if anyone knows Newtown. But it was pretty much, if you want to call it Wog Central, <laughs> it's all right, I can say that because I'm a Wog. Right, but um, it was full of Greeks. Um, a lot of, mostly, like every second kid at school was Greek. So I knew how to spell you know account in Greek and yes. all that sort of stuff. And um, it was just so many different diverse nationalities, which was awesome. You know. Well,
0: it makes um, for interesting yeah. times, doesn't it?
1: Plus, as a kid, you learn to be tolerant, too, because you, <coughs> exactly. you understand all the... You know, we had all sorts of different kids. Yeah. like It was very rare for an Australian to be in that school, actually. <laughs> I think my best friend was Australian. You know. um, but... You know, I had great friends, and there was—it was funny because we have a show in Australia that used to be on. Um, no, the comedy, or that comedy company whatever, oh, and there was yes. a guy on there who used to be a con the fruiterer. if This right, is Australian; geez. you probably know this. But his kids were Tula, Fula, Sula, whatever, a gar- and, and a and gar a <laughs> But it was true, my because my friends at school, I had a, were a friend called Tula, and there was Sula, and there was Rula, <laughs> there was Fula. Um, and there was Maria there was tons of Marias mm-hmm. but that was amazing <laughs> but you know and you just you know I had great friends yes. from school there and they just you know you learned how to um live with other nationalities it's just which is that's what Sydney is it's full of different nationalities it's an awesome awesome city if you've got the chance to go go because it's a fun fun city all different nationalities Big, big, big Asian community yes, big there now. big Asian community. Yeah, this Chinatown, and if you go around there, it's really, the food is food awesome. food is awesome.
0: Yeah. We're, we're big foodies. we we've big on trying all sorts of things. I never used to be, but I am since yeah. I've been hanging out with Paula. Because <laughs> <laughs> Paula eats anything. <laughs>
1: like-
0: uh, I was always uh, brought up in New Zealand, but I was an English family, of course, and, you know, meat and three veg was, was it. We, we mm. didn't diversify t- five too much from that. Yeah. Um, yeah but when i came here and uh so many different types of food mm-hmm. and that's what the diverse population does it it just brings in so many different amazing um food stores mm.
1: so um it's good cuz i love i love different cuz i come from european a european mm. family so um we we, that's what we used to eat salami like salami sandwiches at school it was you know the other kids were having Vegemite and peanut butter and I had salami sandwiches so it was like that but um you know that's what I love I love all that different food I love that's why I love traveling I love meeting people from different countries and I love that sort of thing and eating their foods and trying their foods I'll
0: try anything. Yes, yeah, she does. Anything. <laughs> the first time we went away, it was many, many, many years ago, and I was still in my, you um, know, I won't try that, because mm. it's,
1: it's it not roast different. beef or roast
0: pork or, <laughs> or something. And we were in uh, Venice, and we they had fish and chips on the menu, and I was expecting battered fish and chips, but what I got was whole whiting or... Yeah, those tiny little mini mini tiny <laughs> little
1: fish just, that was
0: just, just deep fried, hidden and the... all, everything. Oh, and uh,
1: she had to swap her dinner I'd with me, said,
0: but Paula had, had ordered um veal and pesto, and I thought, oh my god, I don't like that either, <laughs> I don't like the look of that because I had never tried pesto. And anyway, I had the meal, scraped the green stuff off, and, and she, ate the meat. Mine
1: and <laughs> I did hers, hers was really nice,
0: <laughs> but um. But over the years, I've become much more. Oh, yeah. a um, lead a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's great because you realise what you're missing when you don't try all these things. Yeah. So now I at least will, in most cases, try it yeah, at gotta
1: least. Because you don't know what you're missing. No, that's right. Because yeah, Paula
0: would say, Here, try this. And I'd say, Oh, no, I don't like it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. now
0: I was down at uh, Paula's place for dinner one night and uh, her brother had cooked. made a meal and we had coriander which I didn't know anything about thought was parsley ate the meal and went oh my god what the hell is that yeah (laughs) anyway now now I love coriander and we can't get enough of it yeah
1: because coriander is one of those things when you first try Mm. it you probably will go oh because I did too I I, you know tried it years ago and I thought oh geez that's really a Different flavour. Yes. You know, and I wasn't fussed on it at the start, but now I can't get enough of it. I really love
0: it. We make a, a beautiful Thai soup. It's um, just chicken stock, and onions mm. and bok choy, chilies, fish sauce, and lots of coriander. Yeah. It's yeah. just, uh, and we make pork balls or chicken balls and put in it. Yeah. And we often and make for our problems, lunch up here, don't we? And it's just so tasty. Mm. Everyone who has it loves it and mm. asks for the recipe, but... Um, yeah, we just love it. But as I say, we put coriander in it to the max, yeah. and uh, the roots and all because the roots have
1: a really mm. nice
0: crunchy effect. Mm. So it's one of our favourites mm. for a quick lunch.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, so but, uh, we've got the um, you've also got the um, Julia Child, Volume One and Volume Two here, which is pretty good. So Julia Child, I don't know. If there is a movie out there called Julia, Julia and Me. Me. I think. Yeah. Yes. It's really good. It's about a blogger. And it's a true story. Was it
0: Julia and Julia. Yeah, that's
1: yeah, it. that's Julia and Julia. 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 Julia and
0: Julia. Julia and Julia.
1: Yeah. Mm. It's with Meryl Streep. It stars Meryl Streep, but it's about a blogger who um, decided to create a blog. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <There you are. laughs> and um she she was going to make one recipe a day for 365 days from the julia child mastering the art of french cooking i assume these were the books she got it from yes which was pretty intense because these aren't simple no knives. some of them might be but they're fairly complex and movies. they take hours some, of, them. some like of preparation them, preparation you know preparing different little things from it so it's pretty intense
0: and she was working at the same time, yeah, yeah. so she yeah. did not did an amazing job. Yeah. The movie goes through how it affected her life at the time, mm. and she had her ups and downs in her marriage
1: because mm. of it. And,
0: and she, she, she wa-
1: your... wanted to meet um, Julia Child, mm. but I don't think Julia Child was terribly no. enamoured with her because I think she made some comments on her blog that weren't probably.
0: Who it was would just, know? They're
1: just, you know, um, not offensive, but, you know, probably they're from a different era. Mm. I think, and I think it was more the comments she made weren't, you know, from the Julia Child era, I guess, and they just yes. didn't resonate with her. But she never got to meet her because she died, um, Julia Child. Yes.
0: Which is a shame because it would have been really wonderful for her to have had that experience. Mm. But um, the film finishes up where she went to the museum of Julia Childs. so Which is, uh, so she came about to cook because her husband was uh, a
1: diplomat. I don't know if Diplomate. he was a diplomat himself, but he worked in, in the, the... Um, US Embassy, I think, right. or something in France. He got a job in France, something yeah. like that.
0: Anyway. And uh, she needed something to do, so she learned French because she couldn't speak French when she got there. And then she joined one of the French cooking schools. Yeah.
1: Because she had to learn French at yes. first to, to actually And she us. was the only woman. Yeah. And uh,
0: anyway, so she, she ended up... And then, because I think the Joy of Cooking was the only book that um, had that sort of exotic food at the time. And she felt it. she could do better, and
1: she did. Yeah. So this is from the... Um, Introduction to the Mastering the Art of French Cooking by Julie Child, Louisette, 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 Berthol and Simone Beck. So she says, When Paul and I married in the mid-1940s, I had very little kitchen experience. But since his mother was a fine cook and he'd lived in France, I went into it seriously with Gourmet Magazine and Joy of Cooking as my guide. It took hours to get dinner on the table, but he was encouraging. A year or so after our ma- marriage, he was offered a position at the American Embassy in Paris. It was a dream fulfilled. I'd always learned to know France and Paul, having lived living there for several years as a penniless young man dreamed of returning. He had a gift for languages and spoke beautiful French. As for me, although i had taken French all during my school years, it was taught in that useless, old-fashioned way where you rarely heard the spoken language, but you knew the declink of all the verbs. Thus I could neither speak French nor understand it. We were fortunate enough to rent the top floor of a fine old Louis XVI style private house and as soon as we settled ourselves I enrolled in the Berlitz School of Languages for two hours every day. Then when I had a foot on the language I enrolled in the Cordon Bleu cooking school. With Paul's help plus the Berlitz and especially being at the Cordon Bleu where at that time all the lessons were in French conversation was slowly beginning to come. Um, Not I knew either American or French seemed at all interested in la cuisine française. And on and on she goes. She has quite an introduction to this. and goes through it all, which is quite good. But it's very worthwhile seeing that movie.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Julia and Julia. Julia and Julia and the other.
0: Yeah. So, uh, one of the other chefs I have is Matt Moran. his, his uh, When
1: I Get Home. Um, He's big in the US at the moment, isn't he? Yes,
0: something's yes, I think so? right? uh, no you're thinking of Curtis. Oh. Curtis Stone. I don't oh, Curtis Stone have Curtis's book. Um, yeah. Yes I do. Yes. Of course you do. Yeah, I relax <laughs> cooking with Curtis Stone. Again, nice and easy recipes. Mm-hmm. Um, who else
1: have I got there? Charmaine Solomon with Asian Cooking. And that's a classic, that one. Mm. She was a chef here in Australia, many, many... or well, she's still a chef. Yes. But, you know, she was big back, I don't know, 70s, 80s? Oh, okay. Something
0: no, like that.
1: No, it wasn't
0: here.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's quite well
0: known. Uh, I've got another book, it's called Million Meals, and it's one of those books that's set into... Th- Cut into three. The pages are in three, and you flip over and select a an entree, oh, yeah, a main, yeah. and a and a dessert. Yeah. Um, and it gives you all, all sorts of combinations. Got a stack cooking book from Tupperware, which is really great if you have a um, stack cooker. And of course, the complete cookbook and the complete home cookbook, all of those. Every book that you have to have. Some very nice <laughs> chocolate <laughs> recipe books. Of
1: course, you have to have and
0: fish. I love fish. But not only that, I also buy DVDs, so I have Jamie Oliver's (laughs) collection, I have Nigella's collection, and I have The Cook and the Chef, which was a program here on um, ABC, ABC. and that's um, Maggie Beer, and and, oh oh my goodness, his name's just escaped me, but it was an amazing show, they each had such diverse styles of cooking but they worked well together and the shows were brilliant so i have their collection as well um oh delia i can't forget delia delia's always been a favorite of mine for many many years and my granddaughter used to love her as well and she'd rush home from school and we'd sit and watch delia's show and she used to love watching delia
1: Speaking of your granddaughter, I just saw her jump out of the... Did you see that video? Yes, yeah, she did a bungee
0: jump. She was recently in Thailand with the Rice for Children um, program. She was over there volunteering at an orphanage, so uh, along with 26 other young people from the Gold Coast. It's a good experience for her, isn't it? Oh, amazing. So she went to Chiang Mai, and then they, they stayed at the orphanage, which was out of Chiang Mai. And uh, she just got home the other day. So, yes, so I did see the video of her jumping. bungee jumping.
1: She's good. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Only because I think I'd probably rip something. I yeah. know <laughs> something would, some muscle would tear, something. <laughs> some bones sh- would break. <laughs>
0: I'm sure it wouldn't. I'm sure it's all designed. Yeah. It's, it's my grandson who, um, he's a skipper on a luxury yacht. He, um, he does a lot of bungee jumping. I think my other granddaughter did bungee jumping in New Zealand. Yes, Ayla, she did. Okay. Yeah, she was awesome. over there. Uh, she goes snowboarding. though, And she was recently in Japan. And uh, Ayla and Tim, they were some friends. And she ate all sorts of things like horse and... Whale. Whale and, what mm. was it?
1: Testicles. Mm. Oh, they it was. The <laughs> I couldn't do it. You know, I'll eat anything, but I just um, mm, I don't want to eat animals. Within anything. reason. I don't want to eat animals that, are, that don't need to be eaten, if you know what I mean. I know that's hypocritical, isn't it? Yes, if we breed that's it to eat, that's okay. But, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> that's right. I know, I'm a hypocritical deer. Yes.
0: Oh, dear. So it is. I have quite an adventurous uh, bunch as grandchildren.
1: Mm-hmm. It's good. We should enjoy life and experience it.
0: Exactly. I also have uh, here a number of magazines which I'm slowly whittling down. I've been sending, I've sent boxes and boxes of cookbooks to Lifeline for their book. Um, they have a book sale okay. every year, yeah. book fair. Because I just have so many cookbooks, I... Used to have, I think, nearly 500. I've whittled it down. There would probably be around 100 now, maybe a few more. But I'm, I'm being very good. Every week I try to get rid of one book. But what I said to Paula is what we need to do is we take a book, or one of the magazines anyway, and we go through it and we try anything in it that we want to try. And if we like it, we'll put it into our Paprika app on our iPad. And then we'll just send the book off to Lifeline. Right?
1: That's the point. If, you, if you're if you a foodie and you like recipes and you've got an iPad, or it might even be on Android, get yourself a pap- paprika, paprika app. Mm. It is awesome. P-A-P-R-I-K-A. Yes, yes. It's a really good app. If you, if you find recipes, say, on the internet, all you have to do is get the URL, pop it into that app, and it'll automatically grab the recipe the whole recipe with a photo and everything it doesn't do it for every single site but just about yeah. I, I mean it's very rare now that it doesn't find doesn't see the recipe on the page and it'll just put it in a format on this app for years and it's, it's awesome this step of one of the best apps ever oh, yes and
0: stuff. it's also great if you go visiting and someone has a recipe you can Get the recipe and put it straight, and take a photo of the food. That mm, the yeah, you can add your own recipes, and,
1: of course. Yeah. It doesn't have to just be from a website. Yeah, like
0: that. No, it's brilliant, brilliant for Paprika. Mm.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. Well, I think that's. Oh, um, well, we have our KitchenAid mixer books too. We've got a few of those. Yeah. So uh, when we bought the KitchenAid, we thought I will get a get the books and because. We could have adapted any other recipe, but you know what it's like. <laughs> yeah. I've got um, the chap, what's his name? Oh, he goes to Asia and Rick Stein. Oh, he's also awesome. Yeah, we went to his restaurant. We yeah. stayed there, actually, at Molly Mook. Yeah. Um, we went to the restaurant and uh, stayed at the hotel that's attached. Yeah. So I bought one of his cookbooks. And Gabriel, so Jonathan Gabriel, because I'm always battling weight, so um bought his. He has some great recipes as well. I only battle weight because I like chocolate. And bread.
1: Bread, yeah, bread's not good. And butter. Butter's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so I that's... I got about cookbooks. Oh, but that's only because Well <laughs> went through and threw out a whole heap that he had as well.
1: Remember he had? Yeah, I still didn't
0: have that many. No, uh, he got rid of all the magazines and things. No, so, uh, you do very well. I do. Everything in moderation. Yeah. I'm an excess person. <laughs> and if I buy something in a series, I've got to have the whole series regardless of whether I really want the others or not.
1: Yeah. Although I, I am it.
0: getting better. <laughs> I am getting better. yes. Oh, we also picked up recently um, Mrs. Beeton's cookbook from the eighteen hundreds.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've got a it's a, copy, copy copy version isn't a copy version. Is it? Copy version, the original. Yes. You might still be able to get the original, maybe. mean in a book shop. really,
0: really interesting how things have changed over time. Especially like the things like you know at four o'clock change into your new clothes and. <sighs> put on your apron and, <laughs> yes, and make
1: yourself look
0: <laughs> beautiful. beautiful your
1: husband. Husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah.
0: Times have changed even since I first was married. We used to always have, you know, full set table with everything and butter pats and salt and peppers or and then you know, my
1: most grandmother would have a the TV. <laughs> she, she'd have a heart attack, my grandmother. She saw how we ate nowadays, mm. my goodness me. I remember when I was looking on, I think it was a Jamie Oliver documentary. You know, he was doing, you know, he does those ones on the food habits. of, And um, there was one family where well, the kids had never learned how to use forks and knives because right. they had takeaway. They've oh, only takeaway. Goodness. You know, fish and chips or something, yes. they don't eat fork and knife. So, you know,
0: mm.
1: yeah. yes. the kids really didn't know how to use a fork and no. knife.
0: Because it is, it's a, it's mm. a learned behaviour.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: My parents, my grandparents, my grandmother was an amazing cook she used a coal range and she would make bread and the most amazing sponges and Mm -hmm. chocolate cakes, banana cakes. She was just amazing, amazing cook. Um, And my mother was also a great cook, so neither of them felt the need to teach me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I picked up as I go along, but I do all right.
1: You do great.
0: uh, Anyway, so, well, there we are. Mm. I think that's... uh, or we can talk about our cookbooks, um, my cool cookbooks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so um, thank you okay. for listening
1: Yeah, and um, we'll have another, another podcast pretty soon <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll catch you next time
1: okay bye for now